Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Carmen and York, uh, pairs have announced that Ryan Poles will address the media at some point. When that happens, we'll carry it live. Jalen Johnson addressing the media at the podium right now. So let's go up to Howard. It's not the end up happening. So, I mean, really just going about a normal, normal Tuesday until the deadline hit and then reset my mind and focus on New Orleans. Surprised? Are you surprised to be here today, just given that they did give you permission to seek a trade? Did you think you were gone? I'm sorry, say it again. Are you surprised that you're here today? Like when they gave you permission to seek a trade, did you think that you would be off somewhere else? Today? Oh, yeah, for sure. Are Jaylen, you, st- are you, you still interested in contract negotiations with the Bears? Yeah, I mean, not really too focused on it right now. Just want to continue to stack this season, continue to build my resume best I can. And, I mean, I have some personal goals that I, I want to achieve. And then from there, we'll, we'll figure that out when that time comes. But that's not what I'm interested in right now. I'm trying to win. Are you, are you disappointed, Jalen, that nothing happened that you seem to desire at the trade deadline? Um, I mean, yeah, I would say as far as some things that I would want, I feel like nothing in a sense that I wanted has happened so far as far as contract, trade, anything like that. But, I mean, it's not. I feel like there's something something bigger. Maybe the timing was, wasn't there. And, I mean, again, I've always said that I'm going to let God take the will on it, and I don't want to try to force anything. And since it doesn't happen, I feel like there's a reason why some things haven't happened yet. So I'm going to just continue to play ball, continue to grow, and see what happens after that. You know, how did, how did it happen? How did you guys go from a few months ago, Brian Paul's talking about wanting to have you here, you talking about wanting to be here, mm-hmm. to you asking to be traded? Um, I would just say... Not, I feel like really not coming to be on, on the same page. And like I said, too, it's a it's a difference between talking and thing, trying to work things out versus getting things done. And up until, I mean, up until this weekend, nothing nothing was done. And I fir- figured I wanted some different opportunities or see what, what, what else was out there for me. Um, so, I mean, really other than that, that that's about it. Do you, do you want, Jalen, do you want to be here long term? Yeah, I've said that since I got here. When, when you got permission to seek a trade, did your agent get a sense of what other teams thought you were worth financially? Um, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Did, was that fundamentally different than the impression you had got from the Bears about what they thought you were worth? Uh, in, in some cases, yes, sir. Joe, you, would, would you want to see in March when the open market happens what kind of bidding war would be for you? Is, is that, would that be something that would be beneficial for you? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Why would you describe that there is such a, a gap between – what you feel you're worth the telling you they think you're I don't know. Jalen, to what extent, if at any, will you be more tilted towards doing things that build your resume, like going for picks or do it, you know, whatever it is out there, the things that help Jalen Johnson, uh, maybe not at the expense of the defense, but just, you know, to that help you build your resume. Has that approach changed at all now that this situation's ensued? No, nah, I've been playing high-level football all year, so nothing for me is going to change. My attitude isn't going to change. Me being who I am isn't going to change. And, I mean, at the end of the day, me me doing what I need to do helps the Bears as well. So it's not like I can just help myself and not help my teammates. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm my level of expectation of play and making plays hasn't changed just because of the situation. I'm still going to continue to play the game at a high level, continue to reach to get interceptions and turn the ball over, and I only know that's going to make the value go up. But you've acknowledged, I think, that there's one of the reasons your numbers are low 
interception runs because you don't take chances that maybe other players do because you don't want to get burned or whatever. Are you more likely to maybe go burned or whatever or playing more technically sound than other okay. players? I said burned or playing more technically well, sound. Well, either way. No, it's not either way. It's the difference. But, but, are, but are you more likely to take risks now? No, I'll continue to play my game. How, do you, how does it come across to you when a team goes and makes a big – your team goes and makes a mm-hmm. big trade yesterday for Montez Sweat, and they have said we are in a position to reward our players first. Does that not sit right with you when they make a move like that? Obviously, it's a business. you got to make sure this roster is in a position to compete. But how did that sit with you when you heard that? Um, honestly, I didn't – really think too much of it. I think it'll be a different situation in a sense if I know he he's up for contract as well. So, I mean, it would be a different situation if it was a trade and then sign. It would, that would be, in a sense, I feel like something that I would feel more so than just an initial trade. But I know the opportunity is there and somebody has to get paid. I know that. So if he does get an extension before that not sit right with you? No, it wouldn't, for sure. Jim, when we talked to you in the summer, right after Trayvon Diggs signed his extension, mm-hmm. kind of expressed a self-awareness that I haven't produced on that level, and so that's not where I am. Has your self-value changed since we talked to you then? Or Has my self-value changed? What you think you're, you're worth contractually? Um, I would say yes and no. I feel like, for one, I played my best year that I played at the Bears, for one. Um, two, I feel like my impact is, is greater than it has been. Um, and I mean... I feel like they're arguably. I feel like I'm I'm the best corner in the game right now. So I mean, just going off that and continue to play at a high level. That's confident. not that's not going to change. And I feel like for for me, that only increases my value. And it just happens that you strike the iron while it's hot. So that's what it's about. Do you feel good that you could get something done? Do you still feel good, positive that there could be an extension, or is your thought process I'm going free agency? Um, also, I don't really have a too much of a thought process. I mean, at the end of the day, I can just weigh my options. At the end of the day, there's only I mean, there's only so much I can control. I mean, honestly, I can get franchise tagged, and there is no free agency. So I mean, there's a lot of different options. So I'm not caught up in what just I want. But I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not truthfully not in control. You know, what's, it, what's, it, what's it like when you when the team has an offer puts a value on you that is below? What you think of yourself? Like, what's it like to, to, to hear that, to see that number that, that you feel is not reflective? What's it like? Um, what's it like? How would I describe it? I mean, I don't know. I feel like for me, it's, this whole situation is, is an interesting situation because it's like you have – it's easy to take everything personal. And I think for – for me, at the end of the day, Ryan has his family to feed. Ryan has people he answers to. And I feel like I have to, in a sense, respect that. And it's like if I feel like for myself I'm worth $30 million. Like It's like, well, I mean, my what I view as myself is what I view as myself. And how he views me is for him and what's best for this organization. So, I mean, I don't take any of it personal at the end of the day. And Two, also, I'm not going to take back on who I know I am and what I feel like I am worth. And it's like I'm not, I'm not asking to just change the market or break like break records. I'm not, I'm not asking for that. But I'm also not going to just take anything. And okay, well, you just deem me as this, so I'm this. Like, no, nah, I'm not. I don't just take one man's word and just put that viewpoint on myself at the same time. So I mean, it's a balance of being professional, being respectful to what his goals are and what he's trying to do, and also what my goals are and what I'm trying to do. So. That, that's that's about it. Jalen, how do you come back? Go ahead, Mark. Take it. 
How, how much does the addition of Sweat help you in this situation? I mean, theoretically, the pass rush makes a good cornerback better, right? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, hopefully he comes in and continues to be that dog that, that he's shown over, over the years and get some tip passes, maybe that fall my way, or get the QB to throw the ball off target a little mm-hmm. bit and just allow it to fall on my hands. But you're upbeat about that, right? I mean, I know you're disappointed in the contract thing, but you're upbeat about the addition that they did make, right? What it could do for this defense. Yeah. Uh, there's Jalen Johnson. Oh, is he still going? To now play at least the rest of the season mm-hmm. in an organization that you feel – hasn't respected and valued you properly. I play for God and I play for myself first. So, I mean, that's not none, – none, none of those aren't going to change. I mean, all the, the Bears, I mean, I'm always thankful and gratitude, but I play for something bigger than just the C on my helmet. I play for God. I play for myself. I play for my family. And then with that comes, of course, playing and representing my organization. So, I mean, my passion, my fire for the game – isn't going to change over a contract, lack of trade. I mean, I'm still going to go out here and play high-level football, and that's what I've been doing all year. Thanks, Jim. Uh, there's Jalen Johnson. Uh, he's got a fine attitude about everything right now, and I don't mind him being cocky and confident and believing in himself. I don't mind that. I, uh, I don't mind players getting paid. I don't know. Of course you, of course you don't. I don't mind players getting paid at all. Absolutely you don't. But you, uh, the dilemma comes is if you overpay a guy that doesn't perform at the level that you pay him, that ultimately causes problems for the cap situation as you move forward. That's just the way that is. Fair enough. Right. So we'll see. He said uh, he still wants to be here. So this will be something they address in free agency. It's as simple as that. Maybe he still continues to go out and ball. I think Montez Sweat coming here playing well does help him. How many times does Yurko made that point? If Montez Sweat comes and adds six or seven more sacks to his ledger over the final nine right. games, yep. you know, and applies a fair amount of quarterback pressure, something the Bears haven't done a whole heck of a lot. The Bears have the second lowest pressure pressure percentage, excuse me, Eric, in the NFL this season. Second lowest. Jalen Johnson does really only stand to benefit if the pass rush gets better, if Sweat uh, and Ngakwe somehow get better in the back half of the season. I guess if Ngakwe gets a little bit better. And there's more pressure in the back half of the season. Sounds like the Steelers were... I don't know if close is the right word, but that there was some buzz yesterday that Pittsburgh was eyeing Jalen Johnson, but a trade never materialized, and he will finish out the season here. And he is having a good year, and he's playing for a contract, and we'll see how the rest of this goes. And the Bears could come to the determination when this is all said and done that uh, they do value him maybe more than they thought. Maybe he stays. If not, uh, I, I think Ryan Poles has already shown you, right or wrong, uh, he's going to believe in a certain contract a contract structure for certain players, and they're not afraid to let players walk. Uh, we've already seen that. So that's, that's the Jalen Johnson situation. I think he'll play well the rest of the year because he's got a lot to play for. Exactly. And the Bears will cross that bridge when they get there in the spring. At this point, it's as simple as that. And they kind of let him go out and test the market a little bit just to see. Waddle and Sylvie were talking about this yesterday. It's not always a bad little tactic by a team. Go ahead. Go see what you're worth. And Jalen Johnson and his agent might have gotten the idea, ooh, maybe we're not viewed quite like we think. Different right? in season. It's different in season than it is Because in the you have to make a trade or because yeah. you have to give up yes, compensation. Exactly. In the offseason, it's much different. So if he sticks by his guns, okay, the Bears don't have a right to match. There's no right to match. And, you know, you heard that before. Well, you got that offer. Well, we'll match that. No, you, you don't have a right to match. But right. your right is to beat that offer. Right. 
This right. is the offer right. I yeah, have. This is the offer I have. Now you yeah. got a right to beat that offer. Right. And then if you don't beat it by enough, what, why do I have to come back? I don't right. have to come back. Right. So if you're allowed to get the free agency, Jalen Johnson never has to speak to the Chicago Bears. Right. Why would he give him a chance? You had your chance to sign me to a contract. You chose not to. You allowed me to become a free agent. And now I'll go someplace else and I'll sign. And the conversation with the Bears never takes place. For what? You know, you already know the way they feel about you. It's time to go. Free as a bird. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Ryan Poles is going to meet the media sometime around two thirty, so a little bit after crosstalk. When that happens, Waddle and Sylvie uh, will carry it live here on your home for the Bears. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. No, no, no. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Walter needs two to break the record. High formation, wing to the right is McKinnon. Golf wide to the left. They send McKinnon in motion through to the left side. Quick pitch to Walter, looking for the record. Cuts back. He's got it. He's on it with a 25 to the 26 yard line. Walter Payton becomes the National Football League all time. Leading rushers are passing Jim Brown on his second carry here in the second half. And that's the equivalent to Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's all-time home run record. And listen to the standing ovation. That's the man right there, Yurko. I don't mean Joe McConnell. I mean Walter Payton. That's the man right there. Walter died on this day in 1999. It's been 24 years. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it's been that long. Been a absolute pleasure to know the family all these years and to be close with Jared. Love, JP. Uh, and Brittany and Connie and Walter was the man, plain and simple, taken way too soon. Toss left, Ricky Williams with the tackle from the backside. Pursued down the that. line of scrimmage. Yeah, I remember I was watching it. On that old turf at Soldier Field, I right? Fr- yeah, buddies of mine, friends of mine were, uh, were at the game. Yeah? Yeah, they went to that game specifically because they thought the record was going to be broken. So. And sure enough, yeah. uh, one of only three players in NFL history with 20,000 yards from scrimmage. The others, of course, are uh, the kid from St. Louis. Number 28. Wrong. Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. I think Marshall came close, but not quite 20,000. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is one. He's one and, of those. And the other's pretty obvious. Oh, absolutely. 22 from Florida. Yeah, Emmett Smith. Emmett. Emmett, Walter, and Jerry Rice, the only three players in history with more than 20,000 yards from scrimmage. I was so confident Rest, with Marshall Falk. You were. Well, he was probably. I bet she's close. Rest in peace, Walter. Uh, all-time best in uh, Mount Rushmore, Chicago, without a doubt. I mean, there's not even any debate. And uh, just an absolute all-timer. Let's see. Uh, let's get back out to the phones here. We're trying to decipher something Jalen Johnson said. But I think it was just one of those things that, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you'd say lost in translation. When, when he was asked if he'd be upset if like Montez Sweat got an extension before he did, because they've talked about like rewarding their own. Right. His response was it... Yeah, I'd be upset or, yeah, that wouldn't be a problem. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think we're, and I don't know if I'm right. doing the best job of describing so it. They're the, cutting it upstairs. We're, we're uh, double checking with Courtney right now. She was in the room yeah. and Abdallah's on the phone with her in the other room to find out because like we What's also the, couldn't yeah. hear or see his body language because right. it was followed up with at the very end. Oh, it was? Yeah, yeah, and I think when they said... Oh, is that what you said? The Bears... Oh, so... Yeah, the so, like, of- they were done, and uh, Jason Leisure jumped in uh, and tried to clarify what he meant by that, 
And so that's what we're trying to get clarification on because listening, it was confusing. It was confusing. And I thought he meant, I, I don't know. I can't tell. Was he saying, was yeah, there a double-barreled question there? No, no, no. It was, it was, was fine. It, the confusion is, did he say, no, it's not a problem as if it's not a problem or no, it will be a problem that Sweat gets paid before he does? There you go. Was he saying, you see no, what I'm no, saying no that's not yeah. a problem. Right, exactly. Like, I don't. And I thought of it as I was listening to it live. I thought, wait, what, which way was he going there? What did he really mean? Yeah. He was pretty open and honest there, I thought. Because, like, the way I heard it at the end when it was followed up, it sounded as if it was a softer response. Therefore, maybe we took it out of context. Okay. But Courtney's on – Adam's on the phone with her trying right now, to, so he'll come back. They're and trying to parse through that. Like, would he be upset or annoyed? And, look, at the end of the day, the Bears might not care. The Bears – might stick to their guns and have a very specific set value on him. Obviously, there's a disparity. <laughs> you know, he thinks he's worth one thing. That's the way it always it's is. It's the way it always is. Mongo he's... felt he was worth one. Yeah. And they, they felt that he was worth another. Yeah. And then they gave an offer sheet to Ray Childress for $1.7 million. And Mongo stood there with his hands in the air going, what? Yeah, what? What, what, what the H do I have to do? Right. So I have some clarification from some. Courtney. Okay. And basically, the, the reporters were deliberating it, too. And it sounds like he – so she asked him, uh, you know, the, the front office has made a point of wanting to take care of their own guys, like the homegrown guys, you know, like Cole Komet. So would you be upset if someone got a deal right. that was just brought in, like Montez Sweat, right. before you did? And he didn't say – yeah, I'd be upset, or he kind of softened it, like we talked about a little bit. Like he, but it seemed like he wouldn't be the happiest if someone who just came in gets a new deal before he gets a new deal. Sounds like so he did wouldn't we hear be the happiest. Right yeah, I think okay. we heard it right, where right. he wants to be taken care of before a new guy that just came in. Well, that ain't happening now. He just yeah. said he's not Ooh. negotiating, though. But he said early in his press conference he is not interested in negotiating a contract extension now that he's focused on the rest of the season. I mean, we'll get the exact sound because we're cutting up the, the press conference, but that's what Courtney made it sound like. How upset could he be? I, I don't know. And I, and I guess I get why he'd be slightly annoyed. Danny's in Schaumburg on ESPN 1000. Hey, Danny. Danny boy. Going once. Here comes oh, the boom. There you go. You What's up? Yeah, we got you. What's up, buddy? Yo, I, it's kind of funny uh, going back to these coaches, these knuckleheads. You know, all we hear about is high character. We can't draft Jalen Carter, but you know, bring in any, uh, you know, any deviant, any deviant with a pulse. Yeah, you could come coach, coach, it, it right? It is amazing, so, isn't it? Yeah, they, that, I didn't uh, even really think about that, but yeah, we, uh, uh, we don't want Jalen Carter, but we got to fire two, two coaches yeah. for for conduct detrimental, for inappropriate Boys, I'm, conduct. I'm super pumped for tomorrow night. We're going to have a glorious time. It's you going to be a it. lot of fun. You know it. Um, I can't wait. I noticed though, a karma Binomics hit hit the uh, charity, huh? To a buck twenty five this year. Oh, I mean, Binomics, huh? <laughs> All right, Danny. is that what happened? <laughs> Danny, see you tomorrow. Cost of bourbon a little bit higher this year. <laughs> We eliminated uh, the VIP portion. It's just one ticket now, so we adjusted the ticket price for the first time in a while. Danny can spare 125 for a, a, a worthy cause, okay? For a lot of great food and a lot of great bourbon. You're just noticing, you know, Bidenomics. I mean, unbelievable. You know what? Sell your ticket, Danny.
<laughs> he's going to be there. We're going uh, tomorrow night. Your he's kidding. excited. I'm he's your guy. We're, I can't wait to see Danny and everybody else. We uh, I, There are, I think, a handful of tickets left, but uh, you can maybe still go and grab one on the, the website. They're attached to my social. The contingent from Northwest Indiana will be there. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, your boy, uh, Nico Vlahos, came Vlahos, back yeah. again with another wonderful uh, sponsorship package. He's surprised. the man. I'm not surprised. Uh, we thank everybody that's going to be there tomorrow. It's going to be great. Bourbon and Bacon's back. Ninth annual, Yerk. Ninth. You Can believe you believe it? it? Yeah. Ninth. I remember when this thing started. You, right? Two baskets and 20 people. That that was remember about that? it. Two baskets and 20 people. That was like... And a couple guys said, I should have just brought a pizza with bacon on it. <laughs> that yeah. was about it. Yeah. And now we've got... Uh, That's true to roof. We've got Bub City, and we've got uh, Oakville and Ramanson coming from Lettuce, and we've got right. uh, Longman and Eagle, and we've got, I mean, it's incredible. Sure we've do. got Greenwood. Uh, Shortman and uh, Vulture coming. Talk about those guys. Longman and Eagle, <laughs> Shortman and Vulture. Yeah, we got everybody coming. It's going to be a good time. They're coming next year. They're going to come yeah. next year. Uh, it's no, incredible. We got a lot. It's what it's the food's into. great. Yeah. It's paired with the bourbon. Yes. It's top notch. A lot of great and some new whiskeys too. A lot of the regular um the lot of the regulars that have always been there, this little all the local guy, you know, like Fuse coming back, uh Whiskey Acres, uh Wheel Horses coming back. We got Wyoming whiskey this year, which Love will be it. the first time Wyoming whiskey. Love pours. Wyoming whiskey. Four Roses is back. Yeah. It's great. Dude. Joe Tiller's gonna be there. Joe Tiller <laughs> for Wyoming whiskey. You're full of jokes. <laughs> You're full of jokes. Cowboy Joe. Danny's uh, original point is a good one. You know, God forbid they draft yeah. Jalen Carter, but it's, uh, you know. Right. Bringing every Tom, who, Dick, and Harry on the hiring on this coaching staff? Yeah, I, sounds like uh, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Derek is in Brooklyn. What's up, Derek? Derek. I'm Derek. He stepped out to Grimaldi's for pizza. He, yeah, he lost his surprise. He lost his spot in line. He's Derek, in Brooklyn. Derek's a huge Bears fan, though. He lives in New York now, but he calls all the time. Call back, Derek, uh, when you realize. He may have stepped away. He's getting he's getting yeah. pizza at Grimaldi's. Matt's in Fort Worth. What up, Matt? What's up, man? Hey, uh, let me tell you, a great show. Bidenomics, uh, the uh, climate scam. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. A lot of great stuff. Unbelievable. Keep it up, uh, especially in Chicago. Um, so I don't understand Bears Nation. Um, just completely lost. This sweat deal this seems to be a good one. I can't imagine a scenario where we don't get him locked up long term. I hope. Uh, but I, I think everybody's looking at it as what we currently have and just putting him what we currently have. And I don't think that Poles is looking at it in today's. I think that his vision is the future. And he sees other talent that he's going to put on the defense to uh, to really bring out the best in him. So, uh, you know, I think everybody needs to calm down and take a breath, and let's see what Poles does over the next uh, 12 months. And I think it's uh, going to be his job if it works out or not. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. probably right about that. I Matt. think we're going to give him Thanks, nine months because that takes us into the new season. So he's got an off season. He's got the draft, see who's going to sign, who he's not going to sign, how he makes this team better, and then ultimately – Come the second week of September, that's when you're either seeing things come to fruition or they don't come to fruition. I'll ask you this question. And again, I'm not saying like it's right or wrong, really. Okay. I mean, I, I think we all agree that Montez Sweat's a pretty good player. Yeah. But I'll ask you this question. As I think Jalen played in the league. a pretty good player. Oh, I think so, too. Okay. I'll ask you this as someone who played in the league. Is it odd that a team in this sort of rebuilding phase, three wins last year, Two and six this year. Does it strike you as odd 
that they'd be so willing to part with second-round draft picks, very high ones, when you are in these very early stages of a rebuild and you need so much work on your roster. Yeah, especially when it looked like you were trying to build the amount of draft choices you had in the offseason when you made the DJ Moore trade. You know, and then you've got the, the pick, and then you turn that pick with Philadelphia into something else, and you end up getting a player that I put in quotations. Theoretically, you wanted Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright's a hell of a player. Right. I'm telling you, Darnell Wright's going to play your right tackle for 10 years. Yeah. Fine. Tevin Jenkins is going to play there for a long time, too. Hope so. Whatever position they finally settle in on. Nate Davis, if he can ever stay injury-free and, and you know, not have the off-field issues that he had, unfortunately, with, uh, you know, the family, having a sickness in the family, and then ultimately the death, mm-hmm. um, where he could be focused, he could play your right. The little bit I saw of Nate Davis when he finally got to the field. Looks like he can play. Looks like he can play, yeah. So, I mean, you got three-fifths. you got to get yourself a center. Lucas Patrick and Cody Whitehair at this point in his career, um, I don't think he can handle it anymore. And then I don't know what happened to left tackle. He got hurt, and now he's in the abyss somewhere. No updates on him ever. Oh, he's getting close. No, Courtney had a little bit. I mean, I think he's Did getting she close. Did say a little something? Yeah, he's getting close. Just yeah. getting close. The Bears, remember, as part of the trade with Carolina, did also add a 2025 second-round pick, Yerk. Does that make it, you know, it was more feasible for them to give up this year's second round, or they know they're going to maybe be armed with two in 2025? You know what I mean? Like, maybe that was part of the calculus for Ryan Poles. It's just, you know, this is nothing against Montez Sweat. Again, you, you can't keep I thinking think, that, people, when we, when we think, bring these things up. Like, we're basically playing the consigliere role here. you got to counsel. you got to work these things through. If the Bears finish where we think they might finish, and that pick's number 35 overall, like, that's a steep price to pay. I'm sorry. It just it just is for a young cost control player. We're going to see how the next nine games go. We're going to see when the quarterback, Justin Fields, gets back in there, what it looks like for the rest of the way. And that's when decisions have to start being made. Um, that's where you're at. See if this team can start to gel. Remember, at some point we had seen growth. At some point, you had seen positive signs with Justin Fields. Little, then the Minnesota little, game happened. Little pops here and there, but well, seven of eight quarters, seven of eight quarters, whether you like it or not, no, I know they were but legitimate. Eight touchdowns, one interception. Doesn't that qualify as little, little blips? Yeah, two Montez games Sweat met in the media. Here we go. Montez Sweat meeting the media. Here we go. Happy to be here. Uh, I'm just happy to be here, ready to get to work. Obviously, your plan on the uh, last year of your deal. Uh, have you spoken with the Bears at all about a potential contract extension yet? Uh, I'm sure my agents are talking about my agents and them are talking about something, but uh, I haven't. I'm not really in, in it right now. Just ready to get to work. How do you process the contract piece of things, knowing that your deal does expire at the end of this year, and that you know I'm sure you're trying to figure out what's next for you beyond this year for several years. Yeah, I mean, it's thought about. Uh, obviously, a, a player always wants to have security uh, playing the, the the sport that we play in. But I mean, I'm sure. Everything will work, work itself out. Are there things you would like to see here to to commit to being here long-term? I mean, you, you probably know very little about what you've just joined. Yeah, I'm just taking it one day at a time. Everything is happening kind of fast right now. Just waiting for it to slow down and uh, we hit the ground running when we get there. Did you think you'd be traded yesterday? I mean, it was all type of rumors and stuff like that. Uh, I think they, they come about every, 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 every other year or so, but I mean... It happens, so it's the business. How do you describe yourself as a player? 
Uh, I think I'm a very strong, hardworking, tenacious player who just really wants to get better every day. And I know I still got a long, got, got a long way to go. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy to play where I am. Montez, obviously you played the Bears earlier in the year. What do you remember about that Thursday night game? They got after our ass. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they got they, they got after our butt uh, on, a, on a short week on Thursday, man. Yeah, so salute to them. Happy to be a part of them now. Is that frustrating to hear rumors year after year? Is it kind of relieving that they're kind of gone now? Yeah, I mean, it's it's frustrating, but, I mean, it's kind of what you signed up for. I mean, playing the NFL, you know, your, your asset, your value is what you signed up for. So, I mean, I take everything that comes with it. What do you know about the Bears' defense? Is there any question that you'll be just as effective in this defense as you were with the Commanders? Well, I mean, football, football is football. Defense is is defense. I mean, I, I plan on just playing football the way I know how to do it. What do you want to get, uh, or, or what do you need to see before you agree to a contract? Is it all financial? Is it? Do you want to get a sense of the building? Do you want to get a sense of the city? I think all that. I think all that uh, goes into play from financial to the to the people around me. To the, I mean, players in the building, all that type of stuff like that. But so. As I, as I said, I just got here. I'm just, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to lay my head at tonight. So, yeah. The comments that Jonathan Allen made uh, two weeks ago after that Giants game, like he was pretty frustrated that it was just kind of a repeated cycle and you had been there for a long time. Do you feel like you kind of got away from a situation, like you have a fresh start here, even though this team's been struggling, but that it just, you know, ran its course in Washington? Yeah, it definitely feels like a, like a, new, like a new beginning. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a fresh start for me, new, meeting new people, meeting new coaches, creating new relationships. But uh, I mean, the, the NFL is a week to week business. I mean, you see good teams go down, and you see bad teams go. You see bad teams get have have good have good wins. So it's a week to week business. Montez, I know football is football, but how do you mentally approach going from a defensive line that had four Pro Bowl caliber players to you being the guy on this defensive line? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say the guy yet, but I mean, um, it's the NFL. It's a lot of great players on on this on this D line. I mean, I guess it's a it's a bigger it's a bigger role for me, obviously, without being with the guys that I was with. But I mean, as a, as a, as it goes, everything starts up front, whether that's O line or D line. So I, I expect everybody to play to that caliber. What's the process like for you this week to just get settled in and up to speed as quickly as possible? I mean, uh, I don't know, really. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going. Uh, I know I'm doing media right now. Afterwards, I'm, I mean, I ain't even been to my locker yet, so, <laughs> so yeah. Been through that last month. Do you expect to play Sunday? Will you be able to to get out there right away? Uh, I believe so. I don't know that yet either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the first one of the first stops, man. So y'all getting it real, real raw and uncut right now. Montez, <laughs> I know it was a year ago, but when you were when you guys played here last year on Thursday night, you keep a pretty good game. I don't know if there's anything you remember about just the atmosphere and environment to play the Soldier Field. What your kind of game? Yeah, I mean the fans was was very was very vibrant, very into the game. I know this is one of those historical franchises that the fans are great. So I mean, I'm just happy to be here. Montez, uh, the Bears talk a lot about rushing four as one. And obviously, you guys with the Commanders, you were part of that line for a long time, had a lot of reps together. How long do you think it takes to develop that kind of like four as one chemistry? Uh, it, 
It definitely takes some time, but I mean, as uh, as I get to know the people beside me, the people, my edge rusher, rusher on the other side, it's just those type of things. But I mean, as long as everybody's doing their job, I think everything, if, if the, the scheme is right or right, everything should fall into place. Do you know anything about Unique Ngakwe or Jamarcus Walker? Yeah, I know. I mean, I've heard of those, especially uh, Yannick. Uh, he's one of those premier pass rushers that I watch tape on over the years. So, yeah. What were your impressions of specifically of Justin Fields and you guys faced game planning and that guy? I mean, he's a dynamic quarterback, a guy that can move on the run. He's getting a lot of those guys that can run and pass. So that's always a dynamic piece. Uh, but, yeah, he's a challenging player. You said you watched tape on Yannick. Do you get a sense of how like your skill sets might be able to complement each other on opposite ends of the line? Uh, I haven't got to diagnose that 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 quite yet. I know we we different type. Of, I know we two different type of rushers. He may I may I may use a little bit more power. He may use a little bit more speed or finesse or anything like that. So I mean, but I, I'm sure we'll complement each other well. What were you up to yesterday when you got the news about the trade? Man. I was actually uh, at, at at walkthrough, and uh, I don't know. I was on my way. I was on my way to walkthrough, and uh, the rumors was was swirling about. So I had my phone close to me. My agent gave me a call. There it was. What are your emotions like when you get that call? I mean, it was a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of emotions. I mean, I was in Washington for maybe what four or five years. I developed some strong relationships there that, I mean, will, will last after that. And, I mean, you got to pick up shop and find a new home. So it's, it's a lot of emotions that come with that. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the challenge. I'm ready to meet my new teammates and hit the ground roll. You spend any time here? Not that I can remember. <laughs> Besides playing at Soldier, at Soldier Field. What are, the, what are the biggest challenges just on a personal life level of – being settled over the next nine weeks in a new place with a new team with so many things kind of swirling for you. Yeah, I mean, you you gotta uh, just put all those variables and intangibles into play where you where you want to live, uh, how you want to live, or single family. I mean, just getting a car up here, getting my my wardrobe up here. It's just, it's a lot. I mean, you basically just starting you starting all over. So I'm ready. <laughs> how big's that wardrobe? I don't know. I mean. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're talking about some of the rumors that were swirling, keeping your phone close to you. Were you in? Were you thinking Atlanta was going to be an option for you? I mean, uh, I knew there was. My agent told me that they was in the the talks. Uh, obviously, with that being the um, where I'm, I'm actually from, Georgia. With that being, I mean, it was it was a place of interest. But it's the NFL. Obviously, they wanted me here, wanted me more. So this is where I am. There were rumors of Chase actually being the guy to come here. Did you guys talk about that at all? Or maybe what was your reaction when it was ended up being? I mean, we, we talk all the time about different things, the source. I mean, we probably put a lot of uh, scenarios out there. So, yeah. Do you get a little ego boost knowing that there were several different teams that were really interested in your service? And like you said, you know, like one team just wanted you more, and here you are. I mean, pass rush is a, a, a prominent position in the league i'm sure a lot of teams want to want to pass russia so i mean it don't doesn't necessarily boost boost my ego they might not necessarily been looking for me they might have just been looking for a good edge rush and i made it stepped into that place so but yeah i'm i'm just humble and ready to go the bears traded a second round pick for you and not just for a rental deal you 
you realize that's how much you've decked them over a barrel as far as a large gun? <laughs> a barrel? What's... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with the terminology. <laughs> how much leverage you have knowing that they need to keep you to make it worth the second round pick they up for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not really into the con- into the contract talks. So I don't really know too much about leverage and all that type of stuff. Like I, like I said, I just want to consider everything around me before I make a, a decision. Thank you. That was awesome. Was that Potsy? Yes, Potsy yes. It was. using a, a, an antiquated reference from like <laughs> you've got them over the barrel. He never heard of that. You that think was a twenty-seven-year-old knows what over a barrel means? <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic. Potsy using the old reference. He had no idea. That was great. Um, all right, so he's not going to talk about the contract too much. We get that. Fine. A um, couple funny things in there, but it sounds like he he believes he can play this weekend, Yerk. Um, that's not really surprising. Is it D Lyman saying playing in a similar type system can cut right? Yeah, you're coming, coming off in, the end. You're coming off forward. the end. Let's go. Coming yeah. off the end going forward. I, I want to tell you one thing I, I keep noticing about him when you you look back at his career, Montez Sweat, now that he's a bear. We'll do that coming up next. We'll grab some calls. 312-332 ESPN and crosstalk coming up at two. Ryan Poles meets the media up at Hallis at two thirty. We'll carry that live here on your home for the Bears, ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Carmen and Yurko first with Christmas music, as always. We waited this year. We gave the other stations a chance. They didn't want to take it. We finally said the hell with it. It's November 1st. It's time to start thinking about the holidays. Tumultuous day to say the least up at Hall. I don't know. Tumultuous decade, York. I don't know. Up at Hallis. But it's been weird again today. And there's been a lot that's happened. Uh, they had to fire another coach for disciplinary reasons. David Walker, the running backs coach, is out. I- I've never heard of this. HR was involved, Carm. Two coaches halfway through a season. Uh, but Matt Eberflus talks about the incredible, uh, you know, uh, how did he put it here? I'll play the – this is from play the winner today. Absolutely not. Absolutely. She, he was asked by Courtney, like, do you feel like there's a complete amount – you know, total dysfunction at this point amongst the yeah, Rams? Absolutely culture. not. Absolutely not. You know, so uh, the, culture, the culture, uh, culture in our building yeah. is outstanding. Um, the guys work hard every single day. Uh, the relationship piece is there. Uh, we care about each other. And uh, we're working diligently, you know, to get this thing turned. You know, we're 2-2 two and two in the last two games. You know, one game was real close. had a chance at that one. And we really feel we're turning the corner um, there, and we feel excited about this week. Uh, but uh, to answer your question, our culture is awesome. Wherever he goes next, he better find someone that uh, is better, uh, like at vetting. Uh, yeah, his, you know, picking his coaches. Holy cow! And they pressed him on that. The reporters really pressed him. Like these are your guys. Yeah, you vouched for these what, guys. What's happened here? Twice yeah. at by week nine. You're down two coaches, including a coordinator, a play caller. And a running backs coach. Unbelievable. So there was that. Then Jalen Johnson spoke. Look, he wants a new contract. I don't know that he's going to be here after this this year. He tried to say all the right things. Yeah, I still want to be here, and he'd be open for uh, still discussing a contract extension with the Bears in the future. Montez Sweat met the media. He thinks he'll play this week. Didn't have too much to say. He said, look, my head's spinning. I just got here. He goes, I haven't even been to my locker yet. 
would not really commit one way or another about signing long term or contractors, free agency at the end of the year. There he was said a funny his moment. Agent, his agent might yeah. be having some. There was some levity on a wild day when Mark Potash uh, used a very antiquated reference. Uh, you know, there's an old thing. Yeah, we heard it a lot when we were kids. Boy, you got them, or we've got you over the barrel. Meaning sort of you're kind of screwed. That's what that sort of meant. That, that's the way I always took it, right? Right, right. That's you know, exactly Kind of like, it. well, we got you by the little ones. You know, you can maybe say that in Montez Sweat would have gotten it. But not many young people are going to know the, would you call that an idiom, Yurk, I guess, maybe? Like that's a I think so. an idiom. Yeah. Not many young people are going to know the idiom or the old adage. We, you know, you've got them over the barrel. He joked. He said, you know, you come here. You've got a great year. They traded a second round pick for you. You've really got them over the barrel. And Sweat had no idea. Everybody laughed. It was funny. Uh, Yurko looked up the yeah. the, uh, the genesis in, in a situation of, where you have no choice right. from the uh, late nineteenth century. <laughs> from the late what eighteen eighty six is exactly where they came came up with. You it. mean nineteen eighty six? No, eighteen eighty six. I love. Pot- I don't mean nineteen eighty six. He's using eighteen eighty six references, but the meaning has softened over the course of time. The way it is utilized now, well, it's not really utilized. That, that Black goes. I don't think I've ever heard that no, before. I, 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 you, I don't think I have. I think you hear over the barrel every once in a while. That was so. Well, funny. You really got him over the barrel here. That was so funny. Which means they've got no choice. Well, it means he's got all the leverage, as Yurko would leverage. Say. That's especially if he correct. finishes the season strong. Here's what you notice a lot about uh, just looking at. Just looking at his stats, Yerk. I mean, you know, you watch Montez Sweat play, you go, wow, he's physical, he's he's strong, moves well, right? His stats. Rookie year. All 16 games, seven sacks, 13 quarterback hits. Solid rookie year. Right? Yeah. Second year, 16 games, nine sacks, 20 quarterback hits. His one injury year was 2021. He played 10 games, five sacks. 13 quarterback hits. If he finishes the year, he probably gets to 8 and 20, right? Which is right about where he's been. 2022 plays all 17 games, 8 sacks, 28 quarterback hits. This year, 8 games, 6 and a half sacks, 11 quarterback hits. Very, very consistent football player who has played most of his games. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Maybe it means nothing. But I can't help but notice. Well, wow, like how consistent well, I, I and how find, productive you, he's You'll been. find out what his floor is. The consistency is what your floor is. Now, obviously, he had a high of nine sacks, but his floor was, what, five? Yes. You in, know, in, in, an, in an injury plague season. Thank you. He's bringing something to the party. Every year, right? Every like year. He's brought something to the party. He's bringing something to the party. Good way to put it. Yes. That's a great way to put it. His low sack total was in a year in which he only played, the, his only injury plague year, in which he only played 10 games. And again, he plays the whole year. About his career average, probably gets to eight. And so he's bringing something, and that's great. Uh, we have not at any moment doubted his ability to play the position and to get after the quarterback. I think the only questions we still have is, boy, is that too much to give up considering where you're probably going to be picking in the second round? And where's the contract extension? Uh, you, it's ch- coming. You'd sure think. Yeah, they're going to offer it to him. He doesn't have to accept it. They will offer it to him, yeah. but he doesn't have to accept it. Hey, guys, the uh, Jalen Johnson answer that we were questioning yes. is, uh, is there for you, Carl. Is this uh, Johnson 1? Okay, let's uh, Johnson 5. Is that this yep, is Chris? Go ahead. Okay, let's play this. This is something else we would like the little back and forth. Take a listen um, as we try to parse through what Jalen Johnson was saying when he met the media earlier today. Honestly, I didn't really think too much of it. I Here, he was asked. Uh, let me set it up a little bit better for everybody. Uh, does the sweat trade... 
and a possible extension sit right or okay with you, uh, considering the Bears have talked a lot about sort of rewarding their own, and he doesn't have a contract yet? Honestly, I didn't really think too much of it. I think it'll be a different situation in a sense if I know he he's up for contract as well. So, I mean, it'll be a different situation if it was a trade and then sign. It would, that would be, in a sense, I feel like something that I would feel more so than just an initial trade. But I know the opportunity is there, and somebody has to get paid. I know that. So if he does get an extension before that not sit right with you? No, it wouldn't, for sure. Wow. So he's saying it wouldn't. If he gets an extension, it would not sit right with him. That's what he's saying, right? That's what it seems like, yeah. Yeah. I was confused by some of this stuff in the first part of his answer where he said it's a different situation. It's not really different. He's a free agent just like you are. If I'm negotiating contract extensions with three players and I present three players with uh, relative values of of who they are, not not all deals will be exact, but a guy will look at a deal and say, you know what, it's a pretty good deal for me. Let's try to get a little bit more. Another guy will look at it and say, that's awful. That's not nearly enough. I'm a much better player than that. Roquan. Yeah. Well, either way, that's what he felt. Yes. The point was that they gave him a contract offer. He felt it wasn't worth it. So that's all you can really do. Now, if they go to Montez Sweat and they give him a contract offer and say it's for $20 million a year. It's not going to be good enough. For five years. Uh, whether it is or not. And he says, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not predicting what it's going to be. And he says, yes. And they went to... Uh, Jalen. Jalen with a similar offer, and Jalen said, no, it's not good enough. So we, should they be mad because they were negotiating with him and he decided it wasn't a good enough deal? And Sweat said, that's fine, I'm going to take that deal. 27-year-old player. He wants to take the money. Five years. Big signing bonus. Hmm. Take care of the family. So you're saying, buy something nice in Stone Mountain, hmm. Georgia, maybe his own hilltop. <laughs> you're saying, why would Jalen Johnson have any right to be mad about that? Right. If they're negotiating and you've turned everything down, you think you're worth more, then you want to go ahead and extend it, and you want to see the end game. So uh, it's difficult. Each individual contract negotiation is its own animal with, with its own dynamics, and they play out the way they're going to play out. And if you get paid, God bless you. If you get paid here, good for you. If you get paid someplace else, good for you too. You know, sometimes you got to move to get paid. That's just the way it is. Football season's crazy. I had a few other things I wanted to talk to you about this today. This trade Didn't deadline being later has really kind of helped. You know, teams that are competitive yeah. further into the season, injuries rear their ugly head. I think this trade, if they back this trade deadline up another two weeks, yeah. I think it'd even be better. Because teams are in it. You get expanded playoffs, all that, right, yeah, Eric? Yeah. All the parity. Yep. I had a few other things I wanted to talk to you about. Well, go ahead. I'll give you a quick thought on them. Go. Did, I stayed up late and watched Wemby. Did you watch that comeback they had last night? I did not watch the San Antonio against the Phoenix Suns. Against right? the Suns. Yeah, I did not watch uh, NBA basketball on a Tuesday night. I'm sorry. Wemby's going to be fun to watch, man. I mean, he's, you know, like it's, there's, it, there's a lot of rawness. A I was watching a movie, The Gray Man. I saw The Gray Man. It's okay. Uh, I watched The Gray Man. Action. Entertaining. Yeah, entertaining. Good and way to finished put it. a climactic scene in Croatia. Yeah. How about that? Very. It was entertaining. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Wemby's fun to watch. I, I'm going to enjoy watching Spurs when they're on, and they're going to be on a lot. Okay. What else? Um, maybe we'll do it tomorrow. No, give I, me one. Well, I was reading Paul World Sullivan's. Series? Got World well, Series I was thoughts? reading Paul Sullivan's column. Paul wrote a good column like about what you guys were talking about yesterday. Well, and why was, baseball's dead. Yeah, like what's happened in the ratings. Like, yeah. I mean, my God. And he made the point, like, seven years ago, tomorrow, 40 million people yeah. were watching the World Series. And if you say, wait a minute, I'll start doing that. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. It was yeah. Cubs, and in, 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 back then it was Indians, yeah. now it's Guardians. Right. 40 million. 
They can't get 10 to watch this world. They can't get 10. Will this World Series be known as the World Series that killed baseball? It's going to be the World Series that time forgot, Chris. Nobody's going to remember a damn thing about it. I mean, it's sad. I, I mean, I turned it on his third uh, inning. What was it, 10 nothing yeah, last night? It was yeah. crazy. It's sad. And, and may, we'll see what happens tonight. Maybe we'll put a, a finishing touches on it tomorrow if we get a second. But I thought Sully's article, his column today in the trip was kind of interesting. But all right, we'll crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie coming up in two short minutes. Polls meets the media at 2.30. You'll hear that live here in your home for the Bears. Yurko and Abdallah have the final word. Carmen and Yurko present... Today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. Had to have the last word on Carmen and Yuriko. She wasn't happy. She wanted to know about Culture Club. It's, it's nonsense. Karma, up there. karma, 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 chameleon. It's, it's complete nonsense up yeah. there. We Courtney. have a standard. <laughs> yes, we're two and two in the last four. Yeah, great quote. <laughs>